Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. We return to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Office supplies at huge savings? Yeah, Digitex does that. D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot C-A on Oilers Radio. 630 Chad. 12.35 at Edmonton. Welcome back, everybody. Bob Stoffer, Brendan Escott with you at Oilers Now. CBA-mandated off day for the Edmonton Oilers, who are in their only... Uh, first and so far only losing streak of the year. They've dropped three in a row. Uh, we'll tell you the guests and orders now receive gift certificates too. Roos Chris Steakhouse, it's the greatest steak you've ever had. Whether you're celebrating a special moment or simply savoring a night of the town, every meal is an occasion at Roos Chris Steakhouse. So Edmonton's dropped three in a row, and you're bringing the heat today on the Ashley Fine Floors text line. Doug says... The power play won the Oilers games early on, and now they can't score in the power play. So they lose. The defense and goaltending have been bad all year long. They won't make the playoffs. Thanks. That one comes to us from Doug. Doug, this is where I remind you that Edmonton is 16-8 and on the season, even with the three-game losing streak. Uh, Mark says, every Oilers game I watch shows me how much of an overpay the nurse contract will be. That one comes to us from Mark. Um... More text coming in. Oh, here it is. Uh, PJ. Hey, Stoff, did you see the Zegras assist last night? 22 points in 25 games while Broberg is like uh, is going to be sent down to Bakersfield. He'd sure be nice to have. What a complete joke. PJ adds, I knew you wouldn't read my text. Well, PJ, I read your text. Uh, and what PJ is referencing is that Trevor Zegras went ninth overall in the 2019 draft. Edmonton took Broberg eighth. Trevor Zegras wasn't even the number one ranked center uh, out of uh, the U.S. for the draft. That was Jack Hughes who went number one. I would have taken Doc number one. Uh, Alex Turcott was the second ranked center in that draft. He's yet to play an NHL game. L.A. took him at five. And a lot of Americans that knew the U.S. National Development Program, which had seven of the top 15 picks, it was an all-star team that year, thought Zegras was going to be better than Turcott. There was wide discussion. Allow me to suggest, PJ, that it may be a tad premature to be sitting here and saying, well, Broberg's a bad pick, and look at Zgrass. He should have taken Zgrass. Never know how things are going to work out over time. That's all I'm going to say to you. As we bring aboard... Brian Lawton, former general manager of the Tampa Bay Lightning, uh, for years ran Octagon's player agency, the one that Alan Walsh is a part of, and uh, is with the NHL Network. Brian, how you doing? 
I'm doing fantastic, Bob. How are you? Good. They're out in full force today. They're angry. The Oilers have lost three in a row. Now people are texting the show to say they won't make the playoffs. Uh, I don't know about that. I mean, I think they got to get some body healthy before, before I would start thinking that way. Obviously, it's been a, a tough stretch for them, but uh, between not having a healthy D and getting below average goaltending, you kind of get what you deserve. Yes. Uh, what about the, I mean, look, Trevor Zegras is a really talented, skilled guy. He's an electrifying guy to watch. He made one of those highlight reel plays last night. He's got people in Anaheim excited. Isn't it a little premature to be writing off Philip Broberg at this stage? Oh, yeah. Just because another player is playing well doesn't mean that uh, a different guy in Broberg isn't where he's supposed to be. Like, people forget, we drafted Victor Hedman. I had to stand up at the draft and say, look, we're taking this guy. Everybody or a few people on our staff wanted Matt Duchesne, some of the leaders. Matt Duchesne was dominant in year one. And everybody said, see, Lots, you made the wrong decision. Should have taken Matt Duchesne. It's a long game, is my point. Bob. Philip Broberg, inherently a defenseman, is going to take longer than a skilled forward. Uh, I wouldn't have any less love for Philip Broberg now than I did on draft day if I were the Edmonton Oilers. And this is where I mentioned that Victor Hedman played right away in the NHL four seasons in Tampa Bay and never had more than 26 points in his first four years in the league before he took that step forward in year five at the age of... 23. 23. That's when he took the step forward. And Philip Broberg's 20. And I got a guy texting the show saying they were complete idiots for passing on. Uh, and Zegra. Don't, don't also forget the orders have McDavid, Drysettle, and Nugent Hopkins. It's, I know you're not supposed to draft on position. You take the best player. But there's no guarantee Zegras would be doing that if he was in the orders organization because of who's ahead of him on the proverbial food chain. Uh, no doubt about that. And the other thing is, honestly, everybody has different views on this. But defensemen are the toughest thing to find in this league. I don't care what anyone says. It's just the way it is. It's hard to find good D that can munch minutes, be transition guys. I mean, what Darnell Nurse has developed into is a godsend for the Edmonton Oilers. And it took him a while to get there. But now they're pretty darn happy they selected him. You know that going in. And even as a young general manager, I knew that. I knew I was taking a guy that it would take longer for him to get to where people would say this is a really good pick. Are you still in re- Are you still in regular contact with Alan Walsh, by the way? Uh, I talk to Alan a few times a year. Not as much as I used to, though, that's for sure. I love Alan. He's, he's a great guy. He loves his players. Um, but it's pretty theatrical, you know, what's gone on with him recently. He's calling out Dave Tippett. Like, that's just absolutely uncalled for. How does how does he know that the suggestion or recommendation came from the people in Bakersfield? So the owners had to recall two defensemen, and it was Broberg and Lagesson that came up. How does he know that it wasn't Tippett that was saying you can't? Maybe, maybe the suggestion was, well, Broberg and Emeline are our two best defensemen. You should take those guys. And how does Alan Walsh know or, that maybe it's possible that Tippett said you got to give me at least one guy that's played NHL games before? So send Lagesson up. 
I, I can I can yeah. hypothesize very strongly, Brian, that that is a distinct possibility as to what actually occurred. That that's the irony of the situation for Allen. No, it is. But you want to support your guys. I understand where Allen's going with that. Yes. The fact of the matter is you don't know as an agent. And I have a lot of friends that I played with that were coaches when I was an agent. And I would talk to them casually. But generally on that stuff, I would not speak to them. I would speak to the player and I would speak to the general manager. That's kind of the hierarchy that you normally follow. Right. You get your information from there. And you have to remember that sometimes the GM may not be 100% aligned. Accurate. Yes. You're right. And sometimes the player may not be 100% accurate. Yeah, well. <laughs> the nature of it. What's happened here, and I think the fans, I mean, Lagason is a depth defenseman. He's an organization 8 through 10D. Niemalainen has a, a dimension to his game that the Oilers do not have. The physicality on the back end at six foot five, And he was their best performer last year in the minors on defense. He's come back. He still needs lots of work. He needs to work on his quickness. He needs to work a little on his strength. He needs to work a lot on his puck handling ability. But he hits, and he's physical, and he's trucked some guys in the first three games, and it's excited people, and he looks to be a pretty good pairing with, with Tyson Berry. You can move it a little. It's a, a nice compliment between those two guys, Brian. It is, and... It's not like it's gone unnoticed. For sure, the coaches have noticed it there, but I notice it when I watch their games. He's a guy exactly as you say. He brings a little different dimension. And the puck skills are not where I would want them to be, but he's developing. I think he has a chance to get there, and I think he has a chance to be a meaningful player. You're going to have these ebbs and flows with players throughout the year. It's just a, a little too much being made about this. Uh, he absolutely acquitted uh, himself nicely, in my opinion. I got no problem with it. Uh, I don't know. How much time, do, Brian, do we have another six or seven minutes here, or you got to catch a plane? No, we're, I'm good. Okay. I'm, good. I'm waiting for I'm waiting for a train. It's planes, trains, and automobiles today. All right. Well, uh, that, that, that's good to know. Uh, so uh, the orders have dropped three in a row. The power play has gone a little bit quiet, and uh, Tyson Berry brought back on a three-year deal after leading all NHL defensemen in scoring. You were a guy last year that saw the upside at Evan Bouchard. We've seen that upside this year. Uh, he's the Oilers' top-scoring defenseman, despite the fact that he doesn't play in the first-unit power play. The power play is one for 16. Um, Darnell Nurse has got a look. He's a left-shot D. Tyson Berry's a right D, and so, too, is Evan Bouchard a right shot. Would it be too quick to throw Bouchard up there? Would you be concerned about losing Barry? What would you do in terms of changing the dynamic around to get the power play jump-started? Or is it just a byproduct? This happens once in a while with special teams units. Well, honestly, I felt as great as the Oilers have been on the power play, I felt like it was unsustainable. There's no history that would suggest they would have been able to continue to click along yep. at the rate they were. So we call that regression. I mean, the coaches know this. You're kind of sitting on it, waiting on it. But it is their job to try to figure out how to get it going again. And one thing I like about Dave Tippett, he's not afraid to mix things up. He really isn't. So I would expect more changes. I would expect Tyson Berry. You know, to, that just to be fair to Tyson, it's hard when a younger player kind of 
as a bit of a breakout year that's at your position psychologically. You have to have some empathy for that. The coaches that are good understand that. They work with the guys. They try to put them in positions to succeed. Uh, in Tyson's case, I feel like he's got a higher level he can play at, and yet I could understand how confidence might be a little bit shaken this year and different things have transpired with him. That's all. But it's your job to get him to play better. That is your job as a coach. Not to worry about who's on the roster or who we need. It's how do you make them play better? How do you help them play better? Not easy all the time. Brian, is this slide for Edmonton, this three-game run, was this inevitable? They haven't had Mike Smith for 21 of the last 24 games. And, uh, you know, no Duncan Keith, no Cody CC, no Slater Cuckoo. They didn't have uh, Darnell Nurse as well. Was this just a matter of time? Did we lose Brian? No, you haven't lost me. I would say, yes, it was just a matter of time. Mike Smith has played two and a half games this year, essentially. And there was no chance, in my opinion, that they weren't going to hit a rough pass. Uh, now you got to watch and see how they manage it. That will determine, you know, what kind of season they have. Um, but, no, I'm not surprised. They had a great start. They ran it as hard as they could, as long as they could. And now they got to get back to uh, playing the way that they believe they can. What are your thoughts on Bruce Boudreau uh, going to Vancouver? And, and the, I mean, the Canucks fans were stoked. The Bruce there at his chant was hilarious. But just your thoughts on uh, Gabby uh, resurfacing in the NHL. Well, first off, he was the worst analyst I ever worked on the night before he took the job. <laughs> I didn't have the heart to tell him I could hear him on the phone one day, and I was so excited for him because he's a great guy. Everybody's so psyched for him. All you need to know about Bruce is that he gets the job, and he's back one day later. That's all. He's back doing a show on NHL Network. Come on. That's 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 how he rolls. Uh, quick. Uh, so, Vancouver makes the move. Uh, general manager. Can you confirm or deny that Francesco Accolini has reached out to you yet, Brian? Uh, I cannot confirm or deny either. There we go. Nicely done. Philadelphia story. Elaine Vigneault, was it just a matter of time? I think so. It almost felt overdue to some degree. It was tough to watch. What happened there? It just it looked like deja vu, unfortunately. But you know, these are some of the challenges of today's players. They're different than they used to be. My only criticism of the league uh, would have been that you know you got to make sure you're adapting with the players. The organizations are players first organizations now. That is different. When I played, the players did not have nearly as much of say. You just did what you were told, and that was it. The world is different. National Hockey League is mirroring the world, and the coaches that don't adjust and adapt are going to struggle. Elaine's a very good coach, um, but there seemed to be a disconnect there between him and the players. Final question. Did you see the Forbes story that has come out on NHL franchise valuations? Yes, I, I'm surprised you're doing the show. I thought with your shares in the club, you might have retired today. <laughs> 
you know how happy that would make people at Edmonton if I retired? <laughs> uh, for the listeners, for list, for the listeners that are unaware, we did not bring this up. We're going to talk this uh, about this with John Shannon coming up later. Uh, the Oilers have doubled in value in the last year, according to Forbes. So they've gone from 550 million to 1.1 billion. And basically the explanation was that Forbes had not factored or under, uh, I, I don't even know the term we'd use to describe it, but the bottom line here is they undervalued the Oilers in the past and they now see the team as the seventh most valuable franchise in the National Hockey League. Now, uh, the Oilers rate very high in a number of different categories that Forbes would deploy. They have their, they have a brand new Rogers place. They have two of the best players in the league. Uh, they're top five in the league in terms of what they make off of media, which includes television and radio. This, according to Forbes, 1.1 billion. I must say, I was a little surprised at that, Brian. I, I, I was. But all, I think overall it was an 18% increase for uh, teams in the National Hockey League. We know that Edmonton's been a revenue contributor in the majority of the year since the 0405 lockout, which I think speaks, and maybe you've, not that you needed to be educated, but maybe you've seen that a bit even since coming and doing our show for the last uh, three years, just the amount of passion that's in oil country and what this team means to this market. If that plays a factor in it as well, I don't know. But it is interesting nonetheless, isn't it, Brian? It certainly is. It's a combination of factors, in my opinion. It's the Connor McDavid effect, for sure, and all the other great players, but he obviously leads that cast. Um, if you look at the world right now, inflation is running a little bit wild. Certainly in the United States, maybe not in Canada as much, but certainly here. Oh, no, it's um, it, it's high here. It's high here. Yeah. Everything that's a luxury item is up significantly. That's all I can tell you. That's the world right now. Um you know, it's a little surprising coming out of the pandemic, but it's good news for the National Hockey League. It's, it's, it's good news for the players. They eventually feel that as well. And when you look at the projected revenues that were in that article in Forbes by Mike Ozarian, I think it was, uh, they, were, they, they were pretty impressive. They were very impressive, as a matter of fact. So, you know, the game's on a good track. There's revenue coming in for more sources than ever, different sources. You know, this league has traditionally done so well at the gate, but you've always kind of recognized that that cannot go on at the rates it was, and that is slowing down. But it's the other areas of the business. Uh, it's the National Hockey League branching out and doing more that's driving it. All right, Brian, look, great stuff. Thank you for taking time on planes, trains, and automobiles, and we'll touch week, uh, touch base next week, okay? Fantastic, Bob. As long as you don't retire by then, I'll be back. There we go. That is Brian Lawton from the NHL Network. Oh, if only that was the case. You know what? I'm going to warn you right now. I ain't retiring. I'm not going down until I'm going down, if you know what I'm saying. So <laughs> I love it too much. It's not a job. It's a passion. You can text us at 780-496-0063. Uh, <laughs> Bob, maybe you should... 
Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. By the team, it's probably going to go up a lot more. Oh, it's funny, 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 funny. Uh, the Juice says, does the new Forbes valuation mean that Gary Bettman will get us more calls from the Zebras? That one comes to us from The Juice. The Juice, if I could have allowed you to eavesdrop on a conversation I had today before the show, that's pretty funny. Your timing's pretty good there. 12.53 at Edmonton. You're listening to Oilers Now. Bob Stoffer and Brendan Escott with you. And we come back, we'll get to uh, the injury report, which is uh, brought to you uh, daily by our friends at James H. Brown Injury Lawyers. You're listening to Oilers Now. Hi, this is Connor McDavid from your Edmonton Oilers, and you're listening to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on 6.30 Chad. Thanks, Connor. For you Oilers fans out there, if you're looking for a great road trip, you can do so in April. We're going to Nash, Vegas, Smashville, Music City, Nashville, Tennessee, a four-night roadie to see the Oilers play the Preds. This package includes nonstop flights with Flair Airlines, four nights in a deluxe suite hotel, a great game ticket. We're going to do a welcome reception with special guests all for just $1,750. Join the Nashville Road Trip. Call New West Travel, 780-432-7446 or go online on newwesttravel.com. It's a chartered trip up and back from Nashville. You're not flying through Calgary or Vancouver or Toronto. Flair Airlines is going to take care of you. All right, uh, we are going to go to the Oilers Injury Report at 1256 in Edmonton for James H. Brown Injury Lawyers, unrivaled experience, unrivaled commitment, unrivaled results. It's this simple. James H. Brown Injury Lawyers, they're the best. Gutting it through it today, Brendan Escott. Bring it, Brendan. Hey, Cody CC gotten it through COVID protocol right now, and it sounds like he's getting closer to a return uh, in the next couple of days was basically the post-game prognosis from Coach Tippett last night. Duncan Keith still out with that upper body injury, and Slater Cuckoo, a lower body problem. Mike Smith continues skating with the team, but is without an official timeline on his return. Jujar Kara out of hospital wow. and recovering from a concussion suffered on a seismic hit by Jacob Truba last night. Kara was out before he even hit the ice and was stretchered off. This being his third significant concussion in uh, in about a calendar year, so he's got no timeline for his return either. Yeah, that was a scary one. Uh, Just thought with Boston, they had a bunch of guys uh, we mentioned the fact that McAvoy had been out. Uh, He does not have COVID, but they've got an illness that's running through their team and it's affected a couple other players. They actually delayed their flight to Vancouver. They were going to fly on Monday. They elected to fly Tuesday. They play the Canucks tonight and then Edmonton tomorrow. That's Edmonton's next opponent. And for me, it starts and ends with Charlie McAvoy. He is head and shoulders their best uh, uh, 
a defenseman. Uh, Patrice Bergeron, by the way, had his nose reset after it got broken. For those of us that uh, had to go see Dr. Diddick back in the day over at the Royal Alec, the one of the worst experiences of my life is when I had my nose operated on with a deviated septum. They pull, put about nine miles of packing up your nostrils after the surgery. Oh, the pain. I was a baby, I admit. I didn't suck it up, Buttercup. It hurt like hell. 1258 at Edmonton, and I bet you there's some of you driving around right now that have had something similar done. That is not fun. Off to a global news weather traffic update with Eileen Bell. And when we come back for Legacy Heating and Cooling, our NHL insider, John Shannon. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad.